Welcome back to Lead the Masses Summit. I'm your host, Jessica Moore, and today I'm introducing to you Dr. Karen Dukes. Dr. Karen Dukes has been an educator for over 40 years. However, over 30 years ago, her biggest dream and accomplishment was when she established her own private program, Dukes Way Academy. At this time, Dukes Way Academy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that was established in Georgia as a community service. She felt the need to continue working with students after hours and summers throughout mentoring high school dropouts and tutoring students of all ages. With Dukesway Academy Inc. Community and Educational Services, Karen is making a difference by creating charity events and services, assisting with performing arts camps, being a consultant to mentor groups, foster care programs, and daycare centers. Karen's motto is each reach teach. Welcome Dr. Karen Dukes to the Lead the Masses Summit. And thank, thank you, you so thank much you. for Glad being here. Thank you. Yes, so can you Appreciate just it. tell me a little bit about how you got started on your journey as an entrepreneur and leader? Woo. Wow. Well, as you <laughs> said, and thank you so much for that introduction. It was lovely. I'm sitting here thinking like, who is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. But yes, um, going back about 40 years, and that's when I really started in Detroit, Michigan, and I spent about seven years in Chicago. But actually, just as an educator, mm-hmm. I just have a love for parents and, and, and knowing what, the, and, and I became an educator before I even was a parent. So in the classroom, working with children, but noticing I really had a love and a niche for parents and parenting. And I just always said, you know, I need to help these parents. I just want to work with parents. And so just as a teacher during the day, even during the summer, I always found myself just working with groups on the outside. And I always just, again, found myself trying to figure out how can I strengthen parents so they can strengthen their families. So it's just all ties in with me being an educator. Okay. So why, can you go a little bit more into like why you specifically chose the route that you did? Well, the, I always wanted to be a teacher. So, and I, I never even saw myself do anything else. So just as I kept building on my educational skills and how to perfect that. And then as I just wanted to formulate a nonprofit or community service where I can help answer questions for parents or help Mm -hmm. give parents ammunition to move forward or to help work with their children. It's again, I know it was just in me up over 40 years ago, but really within the last 20 years, I really wanted to make sure I was helping build the needs with parents again, Mm -hmm. so they can help their children or strengthen their families. So did you face any roadblocks along the way, along your journey, just with creating a nonprofit? Well, I'm going to say not really. I 
I just always love community service, growing up a Girl Scout, growing up under my mother who retired as an international missionary. So I've always been in the community, always worked with others. And then as time went on, I just always admired other people in business, always Mm -hmm. admire small business, just businesses, period. And so I just wanted to mimic that or just figure out how can I do that? Actually, I'm going to be honest with you. I just wanted to do what I'm doing without really true recognition. You know, if I could, if I could just continue doing what I'm doing, not really with the title 501c3 or nonprofit organization, I'm good with that. I just want to help people. I just Mm -hmm. want to build on that. So I can't really talk about roadblocks because knowing professionally or business-wise, you know, you want to establish your business. You want that recognition because there are some, you know, treats or some goods in having a business plan, you know, funding and financing. So I just read up on that information, compared myself with other people. And then I said, hey, deep down in my heart, what is my legacy? Yes, a teacher, but an educator for children. But what else is my legacy? So I said, I need to you know, formulate a business plan, put some ideas together because it all makes up my legacy. And I guess I, in a sense, I said, I want to see it in print. I want to see it in writing, mm-hmm. that kind of. So, yeah. well, you are actually the first person that I've interviewed to say that you didn't experience any roadblock. Now I know starting a nonprofit is hard. So for, and a lot of people that are probably watching want to go down that route so even if, if you haven't personally experienced roadblocks, like what obstacles do you foresee for people that want to take this route and they want to start their own nonprofit? Because like just, because I know I went to school for nonprofit management. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Yes, so yeah. like what roadblocks do you foresee other people experiencing through their journey of like saying, I got this idea and I want to turn it into a nonprofit. Yes, yes. Well, as I talk to people today, it's, it's, it's ironic because a lot of young people, well, young and old, they say, oh, I want to start a business. I want to start a nonprofit. So then I'm like, mm-hmm. why? So now I try to pull it out of them and I could be talking to a stranger. I'm like, why, what is it? What make you want to start this business? Why do you want to start a nonprofit? And so I... I guess I have a thing for talking, so I'll try to just pull it out of people because number one thing um, that I learned or heard over the years, see some people just want to take a hobby mm-hmm. or take some kind of love and say, I'm going to make a nonprofit. I, I, I wanna, I'm going to make a business out of this. And I'm like, why? What's the what's going to be your big niche? What's going to be the big catch? Mm-hmm. And so I want people to just really think about their plan Think about what are you talking about? Do you love it that much? Do you see yourself, you know, in, in a brick and mortar building? Or is this something you're just trying to do virtually? You're just trying to work from home. I was in a dentist's office. Let's, and, I, and I was just talking randomly with my hygienist. So she was like, well, I've been doing this for 25 years, but I want to find something else to do. I want to start a business. I'm like, oh, why? So what's the business? She said, I like to shop and I have clothes and I just mm. think I want to start selling clothes. And I'm like, so you see what I'm saying? <laughs> so the conversation went on and on and on. She was like, well, I was thinking about maybe I can get into a flea market. I'm like, woo, 
wait a minute. <laughs> so just that hour of conversating with her, she was able to really, I felt in, in my spirit that she was able to talk it out. Because, mm-hmm. And that's what everyone needs to do. You need to talk it out. Because it's your mm-hmm. dream, it's your vision, but talk it out because, you know, you need to put things in perspective. Where are you mm-hmm. going? What, you know, what do you see at the other end of the tongue kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So, yes, the lady was like, oh, I was trying to see if I can just maybe sell some clothes out of a flea market. And I'm like, really? Okay. So then I said, okay, you have a name. I mean, a flea market. Do you shop in flea markets? Are you a <laughs> flea market person? I'm just randomly thinking, how did that come up? You know, that kind yeah. of thing. So I want everyone to just really, I'm into writing. Write out your vision. Write out your plan so we can go step by step. Mm-hmm. Step by step. So you can pinpoint your particulars on what you're doing, why you want to do that, mm-hmm. and what is the end result. And thank you for saying what you said, starting a nonprofit. Number one, no, it's not easy and it's expensive, very time consuming. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, again, that's why I, I said, took a different route. I said, no, this is not because <laughs> even with my foster care business and I was thinking about going the nonprofit route and I said, nope, nope, we're going to go the other way. So, and, right. yeah, <laughs> so I know it's definitely people. not for everybody. No, no. You're talking about federal funding. Are you trying to get grant money? You you want to, you know, you you you, you know, you want okay. a lot of people. Oh, I want a foundation. I want to just raise money. I want to give away food. I want to have a foundation just to help others. Yes. So I, the main thing is make sure you're reading, make sure mm-hmm. you research all of that information. So, you, you know, and that that's for everyone to understand, to make sure you understand what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And what do you really want to do? And do you have to have a foundation to do that? Do you have to have a nonprofit to do that? Mm-hmm. So, okay, you're right. You're right. So as far as your topic on educating the next generation and like bringing up leaders of the next generation, what advice do you have? And what do you, what do you have to say to listeners about your topic today? Okay. Well, as you've heard me say a little bit about students, teaching, parents, I look back in the world, I look at at all the problems, I look at our situation, even with this virtual learning, and I'm like, wow, Mm. look at our world today. What is going on? Going back to me and my parents and educating people, what I want to say is, in, in building on my parenting projects and programs, keeping parents strong, keeping them focused, giving the parents all the ammunition, all the strength they need to uh, assist their students, to build better students' kids, and to strengthen themselves mm-hmm. so they can strengthen their children. When we talk about what's going on with these kids, what's all this road racing and, you know, you know, you watch the news and you just hear so much going on with the world and the issues and the youth today. My mind immediately goes back to where are the parents? Mm-hmm. Where are their parents? How were they raised? Because you can't criticize the, the boys standing on the corner selling bottled water for a dollar. And now mm-hmm. I just heard on the news a couple of weeks ago, they said, stop paying, the boy, stop giving the boys the money so they can leave the corners. I'm like, oh my Lord. So that, that's the solution. But when I look at that situation and I, I, I always go back to parenting, mm-hmm. 
Where did they come from with these ideas? Where are the mamas and the daddies? Are the parents buying cases of water, putting their son on the corner, and then they just leave the water out there and <laughs> say, hey, 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 you work that corner, you work. And so I'm looking at everything, but I always go back to parents because there's, I don't, you, you're a mama. Did you read a, did you read a book? on how to become a parent? Did you take it? Yeah, I tried. It was the book that I read and the experience. <laughs> Two different things. Two different <laughs> things, right? And so it's like there is so much, but I want I want to build this community where, you know, we have support group for the parents on a positive note. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can provide one-on-one group conversation so we can just talk about what is going on and what help do you need parents need to be in the positive platforms because some situations a ring a bell will ring and they'll say what my son my daughter what so what do you do you know because when I deal with parents and I talk with parents and you put your 13 year old out I'm just wondering where's all this going where's this coming from mm-hmm. and so but I'm not mad at them because guess what as I keep talking talking to a certain parent or parents their mamas may have put them out at the age of 13 mm-hmm. so it's generational yeah. and so I love to hear stories from parents to see where are they where are they trying to go with this so I can assist and help bring them back in and so they can be realistic and help them with options, help them with strategies. So what, what would you say for parents who may be watching? Because I know like I have a lot of followers who, who have children that have these big dreams but the parents are limiting the child. You Have you ever experienced that before? Yes, so ma'am. what advice do you have for children who are ambitious and they want to be leaders, but the parents are holding them back because of their own limited beliefs? Yeah, so listen, and thank you so much for reminding me how we met because <laughs> I was so impressed with you, your husband, your family coming together, wanting to do this young, this entrepreneur party for your baby. And I was just so impressed, like, whoo, because why am I saying that? You're the parents that I'm looking for. I love parents like you. And not only wanting to, you know, continue boosting you up, but see, that's what I'm talking about supporting parents because there's mm-hmm. some parents that may want to be like you or don't know that they can be like you so mm-hmm. we need that we need this summit we need this foundation we need this group we need this organization so we can help build parents up now when let me tell you something let me just go back maybe a year or two ago when I met you at the second event when you had all these young entrepreneurs I was like oh my lord so Think about it. Look at those, those were the positive parents. Those were the go-getter parents. Those were the parents that wanted to really help their children and showboat their children and mm-hmm. push their children and let them be them because mm-hmm. it was an idea. I don't care. I think there was maybe you had a vendor there and the mom, I think they were just selling hair bones. And I'm like, ooh. That was me. <laughs> That was our taste. There you go. See, you just—I keep it simple. I keep it real simple. Let's just go. You get these hair bows. That's it. (laughs) 
And so I'm proud of you for that. And I love that. But think you had some, you had some authors there. I think, well, maybe the mama had written a book, but I love how the children were mm. there helping, supporting their mamas, their daddies. But then what about the little boy, the little um, siblings? I think they were doing snow cone. No, yeah. Cone. They yeah. had done some fruit. And I was like, what? I had to, I forgot why I was there because I was just so impressed with, look at the support, look at the support. These parents are on it. These parents are on it. So for the other parents, now let's go to the other hand. So for the other parents that are like, mm -mm, you can't do that. Why mm -hmm. did you do that? Well, we know that's a negative and that's a no-no. So the, the, what I want parents to do, just listen to your children. Yes, mm, we want the children to be themselves. Let them express themselves. It starts um, at home. You see it in your children, Miss Jessica. When you, when you gave birth, when you brought those little babies home, you saw the independence in some of your children. You, mm. you saw some of your children need the nurturing. You see that some children are just go-getters. They, they can be so independent. I like for parents to go with the flow. Just mm -hmm. see where it leads you. Now, mm -hmm. you said it. If the parents didn't have that growing up, then they're not open-minded. So they don't see that. And guess what? I have a daughter right now that is 29 years old and she's a go-getter and she is a researcher and she has all these things that she wants to do and she wants to go for and I want her to try them all. But guess what? The other side, my son is 36 years old, same thing. At 12 years old, my son was washing cars in the neighborhood. He was um, cutting mm -hmm. grass. Now, I could have said, if you don't go sit yourself down, you could hurt yourself. <laughs> da, 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 da. But the mama and me, both of my children, they were independent babies. I didn't mm -hmm. have to rock them to sleep. Mm -hmm. So when I look back over my life, I said, you know what? They were so independent. When they were younger, they were like, mama, just put me in the little baby room in the bassinet. I got this. Mm. I mean, I <laughs> in them, but, I'm, but maybe, you know, I mean, have my DNA, my husband's DNA. But I'm like, what? You, I, I, but I saw it. Now, when I look at them now as adults, business minded, business minded, people are so impressed with my kids. They have so many positive things to say. But guess what? Mm. I said, you know what? My close family and friends know. We saw it in them. So you have to see, mm -hmm. and I, lo I love this statement, you take the lemons and make some lemonade. So whatever good or bad, I want the parents to be open. I want the parents to, you know, you have parents and people that say, I didn't have that. So I'm gonna give it all to my children. I didn't, mm -hmm. I had to wear secondhand clothes. I'm not gonna let my kids wear secondhand <laughs> clothes. So, People go on and on with things that happen in their lives, but your platform hope, will, not hopefully, will help do what we, what we need to do to build a community because mm -hmm. we have to instill in parents to be open-minded. Just try it. Just try it. Even if you're, I love watching the Shark Tank and I think there's some other shows. I love when I hear about little boys and girls coming out with their own foundation. They want to, they, they coming out with the, all their little charity work. And what about some little boy that loved bow ties? He created a reversible bow tie. See? I saw that. <laughs> hey, 
his parents and, and some people in his life probably said, boy, if you don't go sit down and tie that bit and do but it's okay. I mm-hmm. want parents and people to just sit back because stress mm-hmm. is major. And see, you're stressing people worrying about the wrong thing and let the kids be kids. That's why I didn't do this, but people said in my earlier teaching years, they said, you come from Montessori, you have a Montessori school, because that's the thing. Let the kids be kids Mm -hmm. and let them explore. You just give them the sand, you just give them the water, you just give them the buckets and let them create their instrument. Let them do and just go with it. And Mm -hmm. I I love that in Montessori, not only Montessori, the school system but i just love watching kids build and make and grow it's just like and you notice this with your children you and your husband can spend all the money you want on those toys <laughs> your little baby's going to get some pots and pans and pencils and they're going to make their own instruments they're going to make up their own little projects around the house and you have to <laughs> smile about that and you have to be so happy you just give them the items the products the ammunition and see mm-hmm. where they go with that so i'm going to really be on that and i'm really stressing with parents to Take that stress off of you. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Let them try it. They can be five years old. They can be 15 or 25. They have some ideas. Go with it mm-hmm. and see where it leads you because you never know. You don't know. And guess what? You only have one life to live. Mm-hmm. We only have one life to live. So it's okay. And guess what? You can interview so many people. Miss Jessica, you're you're educated enough and you're so knowledgeable. You hear a lot of stories from millionaires and billionaires. Don't think they made it the first time. Mm. We know they did it. So I love to tell parents, honey, you can talk all you want about your president, Donald Trump. The way he, he had a lot of failures. Mm. He didn't make his millions and billions the first time. And it's okay because you never know. So you just be prayerful. And just let the kids have their way. And then and I want the parents to have their way and become more open-minded. That was good. Well, thank you. You definitely yes, answered yeah. that thank question. You. Okay, so thank my you. next question is, what is next for you? What can people expect from Dr. Karen Dukes coming in 2021? Woo, what is next? What is next? Well, all this talking I've done and all my teaching, the 40 years plus, guess what? God has never given me a vision to be an author. So for 2021, I said, you know what? My legacy, what am I leaving? I need to leave some, much as I love to read, much (laughs) as I love read to children, books all over the place, all over my life in these classrooms. And I said, so that is one thing. I do not see my name in print as an author. So I'm putting some work in towards that, attending workshops. I'm loving this virtual learning mm-hmm. and all these digital platforms. I would have attended an author illustrator workshop like two this year, but COVID didn't allow me to do that, but I'm learning a lot on my mm-hmm. own. I'm writing stories and I'm starting with for children. You should know 
because mm-hmm. I'm really into children. So I'm writing books for children. I have a lot of stories and I'm just starting to put things in perspective. So that's mm-hmm. what people can look out for, listen out. A lot of my stories will be teaching morals and values a fun way. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to help parents. So I'm helping them through my stories. I'm going to be saying some things that I want parents to say, or I wish parents had said, mm-hmm. but I'm writing it and I'm putting it in a story. <laughs> and so that's what people can look out for. So we have a lot of work to do together, Miss Jessica, but <laughs> I'm really excited and elated that God put this in my spirit last year. And so I said, what? I never said that. I never said I wanted to be an author, but Mm -hmm. it is what it is. I'm really, really excited about my vision and where I'm going and where it's going to take me. That's That's next. Yes, ma'am. So how can listeners stay connected with you? Yes. How can they stay connected? Well, in a little bit, I'm going to do a little bit more with my marketing, but I have some information on www.com dukeswayacademy.com but I'm looking um, to possibly do a broadcast the podcast and we'll just see from there I'm just I'm not really a social media person but I'm about Mm -hmm. to become one because I know (laughs) I need to do that in you know getting a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more familiar I'm not really big on all this advertisement or showboating or put I'm just me I'm just Mm -hmm. me so just as I just walk my walk through teaching through my education no programs and skills I just do what I do and it's for whoever can hear me or see me (laughs) but I am about to boost and I know that's important to you. For me, I am about to make some changes and boost my social media. Yeah, we don't get but it But I am posting some things on DukeSquareAcademy.com. But, you know, okay. we'll stay connected. We're going to stay connected. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that wraps up the first half of Dr. Karen Duke's interview. And so if you haven't already, please purchase the All Access Pass so that you can hear Dr. Karen Duke's top three secrets to success. Thank you. Bye.